Well, hello and welcome to Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, author, speaker, kingdom writing coach, and mental health advocate, Indiana Tuggle. Well, if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that um, a few episodes ago, I talked about getting weary and well-doing. And we know that weariness often comes from some type of disappointment, something about some expectations that you have have not been answered. And I don't know about you, ladies, but for me, that has been because some promises of God um, that I thought would have been transpired by now haven't actually come to pass. So it caused me to develop a sadness, um, a kind of a loady bar state in one of those states to where I've been having like a meh attitude or a you know whatever attitude and just to be transparent here it's about um, my singleness um, still wondering why after 10 years of not being in a relationship, still not having that special someone in my life. And then also it's about not having that success in my business and in my writing journey that I wanted so far. So, um, in going through that, I had to, over the last couple of months, been really in prayer, in meditation, reading the word, and really trying to figure out how to get my happy back, how to um, figure out how to get back into that delighting myself in the Lord again, how to begin to enjoy the journey again. And I had to make some decisions. Um, One of those decisions was just about stopping online dating, you know, ending that cycle of frustration, that cycle of meeting someone talking for a few weeks and then it not going anywhere or meeting someone talking for a couple of months and it's still not going nowhere regardless of how honest and transparent I am other people just were not willing and then meeting people who um, claim to be Christian or men of God and just not living a lifestyle that is considered godly and being okay with that. You know, um, not saying that everyone has to be perfect or everyone's relationship with God with God is going to be the same, but just being okay with sin in their lives and hiding under the disguise of God knows my heart. It had become a cycle of frustration, a cycle of doubt um, within me to where I had to say, you know what, just let it go. You know, and God's timing is still going to be perfect. And even in my business, having to sit back and really examine myself and ask myself, even though I know God called me to do this, God called me to help women to heal and find their purpose in him. But to ask myself, had I really been consistent in doing that? You know, because a lot of times when we get weary in well-doing, it causes a lot of procrastination, a lot of doubt, a lot of fear, a lot of stopping and going in our lives. 
And many times we have to really, truly be honest about that. It's not that God didn't show up. It's not that God lied. It's not that we were had low expectations or too high expectations of him. It's just that we didn't do our part. So I had to do some own my own self-examination and realize that it's not God, it's me. You know, um, especially when it comes to my business, it was me. I wasn't doing what I know to do and I wasn't doing what God told me to do um, when it comes to the strategies that he gave me. I kind of was it was delayed obedience. <laughs> and and we all know that delayed obedience is still disobedience. And every time we stop and we start, we end up slowing down the momentum of God. Yes, God is omnipotent, ever present. And yes, God is in control. However, God cannot move without us. The purpose that he gave us is so that we can be in partnership with him, which means that we have a role to to play. We have an assignment. We have tasks that we have to complete. And God has people assigned to us that he has designated to bless us. But we don't move when he say move. Then a lot of times we can delay that. And um, so when we think about our healing journey and when we think about just getting weary and well doing, I want to talk about today about choosing joy because it is a choice. You know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when we find ourselves becoming weak, it is because we have this, we have, we are lacking in that joy. We have decided to put our happiness in something else, in some material things, instead of delighting ourselves in the Lord. The Bible says happy is he that dwells in the secret place of the most high happy is he that delights himself in the Lord. So if we find ourselves in a state of fat sadness, we find ourselves in the state of Lodi bar, then it's because we have placed our joy and our happiness in something else, something or someone else. So we have to get back to the presence of God. But before we get into choosing joy, I want to talk about three things that we first have to do to figure out what's actually blocking our praise because joy has to begin with praise Um, and praise is connected to our gratitude. If we're not grateful for where we are in God, then we can't praise him. And if we can't praise him, then we cannot have joy. So the first thing that we have to do when it comes to what's blocking our praise is that we have to learn to talk back to the enemy. And it's time for us to really take back what the devil stole or what he's trying to steal. And in order to come against the enemy, we must begin to shut down his power. You know, And we know that God is patient, but we forget that Satan is patient too. God created us with a purpose before he formed us in the moon. And we know that from Jeremiah 1 and 5. And the devil may not know your future, but he knows your past. 
And his job is to know everything and to do and to throw everything in his power at you to keep you from the truth. So every word that he has whispered to you in your car um, or in your ear, you must snatch it out at the root. You know, I remember an exercise that we did at church one night and in Bible study and we were um, instructed to write down every negative word that we could think of that had been spoken over us. And as a childhood, um, a child victim of bullying throughout grade school and high school, I had a lot of words that were spoken over me. You know, um, people would tell me things like, um, nobody loves you or you're fat, you're black, you're ugly, you're stupid. You can't do that. I was better off dead or no one would miss you. Um, you're all alone. Um, so I remember writing all those things down. And then, um, the next thing we were told to do was we were instructed to get out a red pen. And with that red pen, we were to cross out every statement that we had written on our paper. And that red pen represented the blood of Jesus. So we have to remember that the blood cancels out every idle word that the devil has spoken over our lives. So for every word that the devil has spoken over your life, begin to replace it with the word of God. So when I got home that night, I started to research the scriptures and I found that even though the the enemy says nobody loves me, God loves me because he sent Jesus to die for me. And I know that from John 3, 16, when the enemy says that I was fat, black and ugly, I know that the Bible says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made in God's own image. Right. And I know that from Psalms 139. And then um, the Bible also tells me that everything God made is good and perfect. And that's in First Timothy four and four. And so when the enemy would say that I was stupid and I couldn't do um, this and that, then I know that the word says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in Philippians 413. And what about when the enemy said that I was better off dead? But the word says that I come to give you life and life more abundantly in John 10 and 10. And when the enemy says that you're all alone, we know that the word says that God would never leave nor forsake us. He meant that thing because he said it twice in Deuteronomy 31 and 6 and also in Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. So we have to begin to cut the enemy off. And that includes people too. A lot of times we don't like to think of our friends and family as the enemy, but that's exactly what they are. You know, we have to stop allowing people to speak negativity over us, right? Because that plants seeds of doubt and discouragement in us, right? So we have to stop smiling and nodding and, and holding our tongue. You don't have to hold your tongue when people are disrespecting you. You know, um, I remember going into business. I would people would tell me, well, you know, people don't read books and bookstores are closing. And I had to really get bold and say, you know what? Get behind me, Satan. You know, and it feels kind of harsh to call someone Satan. But we have to remember Jesus did it, too. Right. Remember the story of Peter when Jesus was telling them that um, 
he was going to die and and they were going to um the son of man that came to die and that they were going to crucify him and things like that and peter um response was no lord it's not going to be you know i'm going to fight with you to the end and jesus had to say you know what get behind me satan you know, Peter meant well, you know, he loved Jesus and he didn't want to see any harm coming to him. But Peter was speaking directly against the purpose and the will of God for which Jesus came. So we have to remember that anytime someone speaks something on us that's directly against what God has already said, that that is an attack from Satan. That is an attack that comes to steal your identity, that comes to steal your faith. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And he don't care who he use, you know, um, good people. And we can cloud our judgment through love, but good people can be up under the influence, too. Right. So we always have to stand firm in what God has spoken over us. The second thing that could be blocking you is that you have to be honest about what's blocking your joy. Right. A lot of times we are consumed with worry. We're thinking about things beyond our control, you know, like our finances and and things happening on the job, things happening in the world. It consumes us and it casts this strong spirit of worry over us to the point to where our mind is mentally blocked. We're so bogged down by the cares of the world that the Holy Spirit can't even speak to us. So if the Holy Spirit can't speak to you, if you can't take a moment to um, to meditate and to even commune with God, then how do you think you're going to be able to muster up a praise? Right. And the other thing is um, we have to be honest about our unhappiness, right, about things not happening um, fast enough or going too slow. And that's what I was talking about um, a few minutes ago. I had to admit that I was unhappy about the fact that I'm still single, (laughs) you know, even after writing the books and, and going through the healing process, I'm still single. So I had to be honest about that. I had to be honest that I was disappointed about that because God cannot heal what we won't reveal. And even though, yes, he knows everything, but sometimes some things have to come out of our mouth. Right. In order for God to 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 come in and to help us, because once we open our mouth, we acknowledge that God is the answer and we invite him in to help us. Right. So when the joy of the Lord becomes your strength, then you can relax and let God be God. Right. And the third thing, which I already spoke of that blocks your praise is the lack of personal worship time. Worship praise is thank thankfulness, but worship worship is a product of our relationship with God and our relationship develops with our daily praying our daily reading and studying and meditating in his word, right? You can't take in junk Monday through Saturday and expect worship to just flow from you on Sunday. You know, in writing, um, stop asking why are you single? And this is where this topic is coming from. I remember thinking it's strange that 
I had never spoken in tongues or that I would go to service and worship would be high and people would be crying and laying out to the Lord, dancing and everything. And I would just be sitting there, you know, and and God had to tell me it's because your mind is not there. The Bible tells us that we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, your spirit cannot commune with God if you are allowing your flesh to take over. If you're allowing your flesh to tell you what ails you and, and what's going to control you and what um, is more important. You're allowing the desires of your flesh to take priority over the spirit man. And we all know that whatever we feed, that's what's going to grow. So the more you feed your spirit man, the more you allow things to distract you, the more you continue to walk by that Bible, the more you continue to sleep in in the morning when you know that you could be up, you know, studying and praying and meditating with God, getting in your quiet time. The more that you push that back and keep hitting snooze. Guess what? Holy Spirit cannot talk to you. So we have to begin to um, acknowledge those things that are blocking our praise and our worship and get back in line. You know, get repent and get back in line. God is not is not a horrible God to where you mess up and he just throw you into the lake of fire. No, he wants us all to come into repentance. He wants us all to have a meaningful relationship with you, with him, right? Because he has a plan for you, right? And he wants to fulfill that plan. The Bible says God's word won't return to him void. We are a product of his word. So he wants us to do what he created us to do, right? So get back in line, begin to repent, begin to acknowledge those things, not to stay in condemnation, not to beat yourself up about it, about it and have a pity party, but so that you can acknowledge it, repent it, make your confession and then turn from and get back on track. No, things are not going to be perfect. You know, a lot of things is going on and happening in this world. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Things are getting really, really dire. We have, you know, mass shootings going on in the news. We have um, uh, in the midst of a recession, a lot of people are predicting recession. You know, gas is high. People are worried about their jobs and and things like that. So it's a lot going on. You need God right now. Right. And just because you take a moment to praise God and be grateful that you're still opening your eyes on this side of heaven does not mean you're ignoring what's going on. But it does mean that you acknowledge that you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And God is still in control. So we have to remember that. So in Thinking about that, how do we choose joy? The first thing that we have to do to choose joy is we have to recognize that it's a choice. And I mentioned that earlier. Choose joy is a choice. God never promised us a perfect life. However, regardless of what we go through, we must know it's only temporary. Life is not about what happens, but it's 
how we respond to it. So we have to learn how to look for the bright side, right? The bright side is that we wake up every morning, you know, and every day that we open up our eyes is a new opportunity to number one, get things right. A new opportunity to serve the Lord, a new opportunity to, um, write those things that we did the day before wrong, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> to write those wrongs that we did before. Right. So we have to be grateful for that because somebody didn't wake up. So we have to be grateful for that. I know a lot of people think that that's basic, you know, that you're praising God for waking you up and breathing, but it's a start, right? Have you ever said, sat down and said, thank you, Lord. And only one thing came out. No, once that one thing came out, it opened the floodgates, right? So begin with that and allow Holy Spirit to minister to you and to restore you back to the joy that you so desperately need, right? And the second thing we do to choose choose joy is we have to make God a priority. Look, spending time with God has to be just as important as you going to work every day. You have to intentionally make time for him and he will give you the strength and the strategy to win every battle that is before you. The Bible says that there is nowhere we can go to escape God. And it's better to go through with God than to go through without him. So you definitely want God to be on your side. You definitely want God to be in the pit with you. I remember when I was going through my season of unemployment and I was unemployed for 16 whole months. But in that 16 whole months, even though I was stressed, I had anxiety, I had depression, I had all of that. Right. But God still gave me favor. It was my own anxieties that was stressing me out. God had already worked that thing out. I literally had no bill collectors calling me. Nothing got caught up, cut off except for my cable. And, and that was it. I had food on the table. I didn't skip a beat, but we have to let God be God, you know, and stop worrying about things that's beyond our control. As long as you know, you're doing what you can do, do what you can do. And let God do what he's going to do. Put it all in his hand. And as my pastor say, pray and go to sleep. The Bible said God never sleeps. So what you staying up all night for? Right? You either going to worry or you're going to give it to God. You can't do both. Absolutely cannot. And the third way that we choose joy is that we have to let gratitude be our attitude. Find something to be grateful for every single day. In fact, keep a journal and begin to thank God for what he has done for you. I go and buy a journal. You can find a gratitude journal pretty much anywhere, you know, in family dollar for $3 or even just a blank line um, journal with your favorite scripture on the front and just begin each day with today. I am grateful for. Find something in that day or at the end of every day. Find something in that day to be grateful for and write it down. I don't care if it's just one sentence or one thing. 
find something to be grateful for so that the peace that surpasses all understanding that God promised us in his word, we can receive that. You don't have to chase for peace. It's already freely given to you, right? And the fourth thing you have to do is you have to expect the blessings and promises of God. Period. Nothing you have done or what someone else has said or done can cancel God's plan for your life. Nothing. Like I said, nothing. We are God's masterpiece. Right? We are a product of his word. He spoke us into existence. He said, let us make man in our own image. We are in his image. He wants that you, he wants you to succeed. Right? So you have to believe that. You have to believe that delay is not denial. And keep working the vision regardless of the picture your reality is trying to take. Right? Regardless of the picture that your reality is trying to paint. We have to believe that God is faithful to his word and his word will not return to him void. If it does, then he's a liar. And the Bible says that he cannot lie. So anything that comes out his mouth is going to turn into the truth. We will never know he lied. Never. (laughs) So we have to expect that from him. And the fifth thing you have to do is you have to learn to live in the moment. Stop allowing what you don't have to produce worry and frustration. Be present at work, at school, in your activities, etc. So that you can see what God is doing in your life. If you're always worried about what happened yesterday or what could happen tomorrow or what you hope going to happen tomorrow or what hasn't happened that you want to happen, you will miss God because God is working in our lives every single day. And when you allow yourself to be present, you can be a blessing to others. Right. I remember when I was invited to do an interview um, an hour away in Mississippi and I was praying and asking God what I was going to talk about on this interview because I have four or five different books. And the lady was like, I don't know what book we're going to talk about. I'll let you pick one. And I was praying and I was like, oh, what book we going to talk about and this that, and the other. And God didn't say a word. And all the way down there, he still ain't said nothing. And I'm like, okay, I even thought about canceling because I didn't know what I was going to talk about. Well, I finally get there and I just said, you know what, guys, your will be done. I'm just going to go in and I'm going to be present and I'm going to see how your spirit flows on today. And I went in and um, because I got there a little early, I was going to be the last one, last interview. And there were two other ladies before me. And when those two ladies started to share their testimony, God spoke in me and had me giving words of encouragement to those ladies. And in that moment, I realized that I came there for them. You know, it wasn't about me. And because I was present, I allowed God to move. Right. So you have to remember that God is with you now. 
He's not in your past pushing you along and he's not in your future waiting for you to get there. You have to remember that the journey is more important than the final destination. Embrace it and enjoy every step of the way. Amen. Well, that's all the time that we have today. I hope you you ladies have enjoyed this time. And also, I want to connect with you. So be sure to go to my website at www.indyrights.com and check out the books and the journals. I have some new journals there. Um, and also join my mailing list. And when you join my mailing list, you get a free ebook um, that will, go, will help you to identify if you need to heal. It will help you examine your life in several areas so you can um, pinpoint exactly where you need to start your healing journey, right? So I love you guys and I want you to always remember that there is purpose in your pain. Have a good day. You have been listening to Journey to Wholeness, brought to you by Indie Rights, a spiritual growth and development company that helps you write your way to success and wholeness in every area of your life. We specialize in books and journals that promote mental wellness and Christian growth. Our journals provide inspirational articles, motivational quotes, biblical guidance, writing prompts to release your feelings, fears, and thoughts, as well as strategies for success to tackle your goals and pursue your purpose. Visit our website and join our mailing list at www.indyrights.com to learn more.